Cave Comedy Radio is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Input the code CCR at checkout for discounts. Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. You know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski, and I have a lot of cups of water around. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they didn't have any big cups. They only had tiny cups. Yes, you have a slightly insane amount. I mean, it's four cups of water. (laughs) (laughs) Cups are too small. Not for a big girl's wet appetite. <laughs> All right. Well, you were actually like, outside. You're telling me about this game that you guys are playing at work. Yeah. So I guess it's to other people. It sounds like we're insane, but I think it's really great. So at work, we have a calendar. It's like a dry erase calendar. And every month, my boss usually does it and, you know, writes in for the month. And we always have a joke. It's like January is for, I think January is for lays last year, last month, trying to get people laid. And since um, the people that we wanted to get laid didn't get laid, um, while I was writing February, I titled it Fabrestuary, which I (laughs) thought, I thought that was very clever. It was very clever. And I was with two of my other coworkers, who are two of my pretty good friends. And we were talking about the two of them needed to get laid. So we decided to make up um, a stove fuck roulette <laughs> is what we wanted to call it. And we chose a day for each other. And we wrote our names up on the board for what day was chosen for that person. And if you had sex on that day, then everyone had to give you $5. And if you don't have sex on that day, then you have to give everyone five dollars mm. so you double lose <laughs> and as some of the little girls at the uh shop started learning about it they wanted to be involved as well including my boss so we picked days for each other mm. and so it's all up on the calendar it doesn't say anything about you know the fuck roulette that's just what <laughs> i call it and um so it's just our names are up on different days and yesterday was my day, mm-hmm. and I was extremely successful. <laughs> and when I told Doug about it, he was a little weirded out. <laughs> I would be a little weirded out, too, I mean, not honestly. to a point. Like, he wasn't, like, upset or anything. He's just like, so everyone knows that we have <laughs> sex. And I was like, yes. And he's like, and you make money off of this? And I said, yeah. And he's like, well, it's not really fair because 
we're in a relationship, and so it's harder for other people because most of them are not in relationships. Yeah, it seems like you should get like three dollars or something instead of five. That's true, but at the same time, it's like yeah, but if we sleep, we sleep together every night. You know, you know, we sleep next to each other every night, so it's not always a guarantee. Like I had to work for this. <laughs> you know, I had to make sure this definitely happened. Like, yeah, couldn't get too drunk. Mm-hmm. Had to make sure I like I had my ravaging skills on, which I they were definitely on. <laughs> I was really good at it. And so I I really don't see any problem with this, but every other person I've told thinks it's really weird. See, okay, last night uh, at the bar we were hanging out, I heard you talking about this to someone, but I only heard about half of it. And I didn't hear the whole thing. So what in my mind I thought it was with that, like, and you'd said the word like roulette. I thought it was some sort of chance thing where on a certain day, one person at work had to fuck another person at work. And if they don't fuck, then they have to give everyone else money. And I was like, the... What? But there's what only is, one guy. What has happened to that place since I stopped working there? <laughs> it used to be the cutest, fucking most adorable <laughs> fucking coffee and pie shop in all of Brooklyn. <laughs> and now it's turned to this weird fuck fest. <laughs> and I'm like, what about Doug? Like, what, what is he? How's he going to feel about this? Why? And why has Jackie not told me about this yet? Why didn't you, if you really thought that, why didn't you ask me? <laughs> why do you say, Jackie, it's not a good idea. <laughs> Don't do that. Because eventually my fucking, my, my rational brain prevailed. Eventually. Yeah. It usually takes a while for my rational brain to actually uh, throw away the weird irrational thoughts that I have <laughs> and overtake. Like, nah, that's, of course that no, of course that's not going to happen. I know a lot of the people that work there, I know they wouldn't be down for that. No. Uh, that just, and it just sounds weird, but it's one of those uh, moments. You ever had those moments where you suddenly think that nothing is the way that you thought it was? Yeah, because you think so weirdly and irrationally most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what if that's really what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if it's really, what if it's always been that way? <laughs> and I just wasn't privy to the weird sex party that is the blue stove <laughs> and you just somehow like just spilled the beans one day like you didn't think I was listening. <laughs> You didn't think I was there. No, we and were I all get, fucking the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> and I get, I really do get like that sometimes where I'll get paranoid that way. I'll get very paranoid and very irrational uh, where I'll think, you know, that the entire world is like that I'm not privy to the world. Yeah. That I'm completely on the outside and the world is completely different from how I thought it was, uh, especially lately. Because that has sort of been happening to me, like yeah. my perceptions of myself and how I deal with other people uh, and how my personality affects other people. That's kind of been blown up a little bit. You've just been overthinking everything. I know. I've been overthinking it like so. And it, well, and when it's, I, it's also it's a great part about you, Marcus, but it's also your downfall. It's my. It, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's great that you see you think about other people and you're always, you know, so conscientious of everything. But ultimately, you got to get out of your head. I, it's so hard. <laughs> it's my biggest challenge my, throughout my entire life. It's been my biggest fucking challenge. And uh, I've tried to, I've gotten a little bit bad, because like, I've been in a big funk ever since my birthday, huge funk, uh, and I'm finally starting to come out of it now. I know, man. You, you I, I walked into 
the creek yesterday, and I could just I saw Marcus. I immediately knew. I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, he feels so much better. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. This is great." Yeah, no, no, no. And it's, yeah. It's well, fucking... you exude it. Like I think that like your emotions. People know how you are feeling the second they look at you. At all times, yeah. You can't hide anything. And I'm very bad at it, and it's especially like your. I don't want to say aura because that sounds gay, but like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just what you emit. And it's because usually you're almost always like good, positive energy. Yeah. But that's why, to the other extent, when you're upset, it's just so encompassing. Like, it's just like you feel it the second you're near you. Yeah. And I try to avoid people during those times right. because I know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I know that uh, my mood has an effect on the people around me. I don't know why. Uh, that is or how that fucking happened uh, but when I'm feeling shitty I try to uh, be alone and right. I try not to be around other people because I can ruin a fucking person's day oh yeah uh, if I'm in that mood uh, and I can bring I can bring other people down and bring the people around uh, around me down which is why it's sometimes very difficult to be in a relationship with yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> well I have that issue not so much anymore I did for a long time at work people felt that with me because I'm unfortunately the exact same way um, where I just emit emotion all the time. Mm. And when I was in a dark place, anytime I was, I would be quiet all day mm. because I knew that I couldn't, since I couldn't not be, I couldn't be alone. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm just going to shut down. I just need to shut down and I just need to get through work and I need to get out of here. But everyone picks up on that and then they leave me alone but it's this whole and then I get that same way where I'm um, like everyone's talking about me like everyone knows I'm in this place mm -hmm. and I can't drop it so it's just making me more and more mad yeah and so I'm just like festering on the inside but I can't say anything or else I'll just I explode yeah and then I start to cry <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I can't so it's, it's such an internal struggle but I really haven't had that in a while. I've been trying to really work on that because then it affects everyone else. Then everyone else gets in a bad mood. It's Be you know. It's the depression that uh, that gets me and that makes me feel worse because yeah. it's the depression gets worse and worse and uh, and then I start feeling bad because I know that I'm affecting the people around me right. and so I feel worse and then I get into a depressive little ball and uh, and and things just start looping in my head and yeah. there's no rationality to it. There's no and and that's the thing that we know we both know definitely is that hate is easier than love. Mm-hmm. So much easier. Hate me. Yeah. Hate is easy. Right? Yeah. It, it is the. I, th I really do think that hate is the easiest emotion. Uh, That's why I, I really feel like it's so. This is something that I've come to terms with over the past few years, where, especially like in growing up, there were so many people that like, I just hated. Me too. So many people that, and like, even to a point, like, I just remember like the little, you know, I used to call them the chippies in <laughs> high school, like the little thin girls, and they would be like, why do you hate me? I'm just like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> it's like, but there was no reason for it. And then I find myself sometimes, like, you think about someone from your past, and you're just like filled with hatred for them, and just like let it go yeah this is not healthy and even like i try that now where it's like you gotta see the positive side of things and of people and there's no reason to just outrightly hate something no you know there, there are positives in everything and i know like in comedy it's so easy to pick an extreme of like why well, hate it <laughs> because it's hilarious because it's like yeah i do weird like the show girls i do hate it with a passion mm -mm. but 
I can't let it ruin my day. I can't, no. like, think about it randomly and be like, ooh. <laughs> you know, there's a reason for it. You just got to laugh about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I almost had a crackhead ruin my day right up top. Oh, yeah? Like today. Oh, yeah, I had a hell of an experience Where? with a crackhead. Uh, I had been staying at Nikita. I stayed at Nikita's last night in Crown Heights, and we're about to walk into our uh, little, uh, like, coffee shop in her neighborhood, and there's a crackhead there, and I, like, I'd smoked a set, like I'd like smoked half a cigarette and I put it out. And I was about to uh, put it back in my pack, and this crackhead, just a huge guy, like just comes up. He's like, "No, no, 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 that one, that one. I want that, that one, that one." I'm like, "Shit, yeah. no, here, just have a cigarette." He's like, "No, no, 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 no. I want that one. I want that one." Ugh. And I just gave him the cigarette and just fucking that, ran into the coffee shop. And it was one of those feelings, like where I wasn't like scared but it puts you on like high alert yeah and it, it makes the hair stand up on the high, back and of your blood neck. pressure rises yeah and so you're just and you weird. just feel like that weird warm feeling when you have any kind of confrontation with somebody mm-hmm. whether it be a fucking stranger or a co-worker or a crackhead or anybody you just have that weird like kind of feeling and then i just then we just laughed it off right you know? so i just laughed it off it's like all right Crackheads exist. We're in a shitty neighborhood. We're going to be moving to a nice neighborhood in a month and a half. It's almost over. I can't wait. She shouldn't be in Crown Heights. No, no, she shouldn't be. It took her a little bit to cut. Like I think people like us, it takes us a long time to admit uh, that we made a bad decision. Yeah. (laughs) As far as like moving somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like moving to a really shitty neighborhood. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm fine. I can handle the neighborhoods, whatever. And I've been living in shitty neighborhoods for so long now, and I'm just so sick of it. It's yeah. so fucking sick. And I think, and also, well, her neighborhood when she first moved into it wasn't that bad. Like it was an okay, it was an okay neighborhood. A lot of families, just fine. But even since we've been dating over the last year, it's gotten worse and worse. Like where we're hearing gunshots almost every night. Man. Uh, and it's most of the time just dudes just fucking. <laughs> Having a good time. Flexing. Yeah. You know, just firing guns up in the air, just having a great time. Uh, but every once in a while, you'll see that ambulance race by. You know, like, okay, someone got shot. You know, someone is bleeding out in this neighborhood, possibly less than a block away. Yeah. Uh, and then and, you're like, well, why do I pay so much for rent? And it's like, yeah. oh, because I live in a good neighborhood. That's what it's like. The second you're paying mm. more than like $1,000 a month for rent, you're just like, man, great neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so nice here. Yeah. I'm I can't, broke. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to be able to go out and get a Dr. Pepper after 10 o'clock at night. Because yeah, right be now scared. we don't leave the house after 10. Really? Yeah. My place, it's 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 okay. It's it's still pretty shitty. Uh, it, but it's you know, but I don't like to go out and like go to a store where I might have to interact with people after ten o'clock because you just don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Yeah, you don't know who's you don't know if you. And by the way, that crackhead that was uh, noon today. Like, <laughs> like, too early. Yeah, too early for crack. Uh, <laughs> or maybe he just needed some. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, it's party time in the morning. <laughs> it's party time. And, and speaking of party time, we got a party time question. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah. We got a few questions today, and we're actually going to get to them today. It's going to be great. I promise. That is the sex and other human activities promise today. Ooh, sealed with a guarantee. And if you have any questions, be sure to email us at cavecomedyradio at g gmail.com and uh, we'll be sure to answer any and all queries you have whether it be sex mental health or just general life advice Uh, and this one actually this one has to do with general life advice here's what it says dear Marcus and Jackie 
I just started college this semester, and I would like some advice as to how to act in a large party situation. In high school, I would do drugs and such with friends, but in groups no larger than 10. I'm not entirely sure how to properly socialize at a party of 25 or more people unless I'm playing bartending or packing the bong. I would really like some advice on how to meet people and network, as well as advice on picking up chicks at these parties. Large crowds make me uncomfortable, so I would greatly appreciate any advice you may have. Thank you for the great show, Frank. Thanks for writing in, Frank. Yes. I actually, I identify a lot with this. Me too. I mean, I was the same thing where in high school, yeah, I did a bunch of drugs. I knew everything about everything, but I always did it in a group of five mm-hmm. in people that I'd known most of my life, you know? And then I went to college, and that's when I had met Murder Fist. So when I would go out with them, that's, I mean, it's why I started drinking so heavily and why I started <laughs> smoking cigarettes, unfortunately. But um, it's something about traveling with people that you can do any party. Yeah. Even if it's people you don't know that well, as long as you know somebody's name and something that you can talk to them about and there's like you just roll in with a posse. I think that's the easiest way to deal with big parties. Absolutely. Because then the drunker you get or, you know, just the more you're having fun drinking soda, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then, you, you know, you loosen up and eventually you start talking to people. But as long as you have that core with you to start it out yeah. so that you always are talking to someone because when you see someone talking to somebody – then you know they're okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if they're not badgering someone or look like they're or like a dangerous force of any kind, I feel like wh- whenever you see a bunch of dudes or girls or whatever, you know, hanging out, you immediately want to talk to them, especially with people that are alone at a party. If you roll in with a bunch of people, find somebody that's like standing by themselves. Be like, what's up? Yeah. You want to come hang with us? Yeah. You know, and I think that that's like bringing in other people is always really nice. The posse is a great idea. I did the same thing yeah. in college. Like my thing in college was the college radio station, KTXT FM, eighty-eight point one, Lubbock's only alternative. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> God, we didn't talk like that. That's good. That's <laughs> for the best. I talked on that. I spoke on that station exactly the same way that I speak now, except for just a little bit of radio voice. Yeah. Like coming up next on eighty-eight point one, we got some Sonic Youth later on. A little bit of Flaming Lips, some Tom Waits. A little bit deeper. Than yeah, normal, much de- yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> deeper than normal. It's uh, my my radio voice and my DJ voice are my radio voice and my uh, DJ voice are very different. Ooh, yeah. he means it. It's a lot silkier. Ugh, <laughs> I don't like silkier, Marcus. <laughs> I like rough and tumble, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like rough and tumble, Marcus. <laughs> uh, I met all these people through the college radio station, uh, and they were the first friends that I ever made where I could talk to them about the type of shit that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, like the first, I guess, like intellectuals uh, that I met, even though we, you know, definitely bordered on pretentious asshole quite a bit. Uh, but that's any sort of like college radio type of situation. But in that, within that station, I formed like a core group of friends, like the people that we all just sort of that happened every like every year. Uh, all the new kids that would start off together, they would form a group, and they would, you know, we would all relate with each other uh, as being new. You know, and we could bitch about the people that were higher up, just like the kids that were younger than us bitched about us when we were running the station. Uh, and, you know, we'd start off like hanging out in those small groups. And then eventually it would be funny because we'd have parties all the time. 
and the parties were always at my place. Uh, and that's uh, a great way to meet people. You oh. have the huge party. That was us. We we had the parties. Yeah, and we had the parties meet too. People, it's great. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. And we would have these large parties. Uh, like it was there were like three keggers, uh, and they were like people still talk about these parties to this day. Talking, <laughs> they, it was a place called uh, the Moon Tower. Uh, I didn't name it. I wanted to call it the Fuck Fuck. But well, you know, Moon <laughs> <laughs> Tower's a little more intellectual. It's a little uh, more college. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go to good old days of confused reference. You yeah, know? Like, uh, and it was they were just the most fun parties. You know, uh, music is so important at a party. Yeah, just like something like we used. These were back in the days of MP3 CDs. Whoa, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'd make like a CD of like you know six or seven hundred songs. So people people weren't like constantly switching out CDs. There was never silence at these yeah, parties. You can't. Ever, ever. Never an awkward silence. Uh, and there were certain songs that you could walk through the party and you could see people just hooking up. Like David Bowie, Young Americans. Ooh, I don't know, there's something one. about that Ooh, fucking saxophone. One. Like, so good. good. And America. You, you just like grinding. You a young yeah. American. But that would be the song for some reason that would give the dude the courage to like make out with a girl. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is the time. That's also a good thing is that like, if you are bold enough, start dancing. If there's yeah. music on and you start dancing, people will start dancing. Yeah. As long as it's like two or three hours into the party. As long as everyone's oh, like good and drunk. But yeah. like, that's also a great way to hook up with chicks. Mm-hmm. Because if you you have like the confidence to start dancing, even if you're just like swaying a bit, holding your beers, like having a good time, then like girls want to dance. Yeah. All girls want to dance all the time. Especially this generation. Yeah. Kids are dance crazy. Yeah. They're, with their, all their ecstasies and all that. Oh. <laughs> Oh God! No, I think I think that dancing at a party, great way to meet people, great way to fuck girls. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yes, it absolutely <laughs> is. And at those parties, you would notice that people showed up in clumps. Yeah, like people would show up like five, six at a time because they would, you know, usually pregame and like hang out or something. They're like, oh hey, and then we're gonna go to the party, or they all meet at the dorm and someone's room and then they all drive yeah, over pre-gaming there. is yeah. also pretty essential oh, to having pre- a good time pre-gaming i find is a highly underrated thing in college you know just have a couple beers before you go out and then once you get there you're you show up already a little bit relaxed exactly uh and not wasted or anything no. that's always that's the amateurs uh mistake in pre-game that are the people that show up like they pre-game too long and they show up at like three o'clock in the morning just like hi <laughs> we had like the musical theater kids because um, yeah. we had all the theater parties you know which were everyone in our like college of theater was a drunk mm-hmm. and then the musical theater kids would show up around like two or three and they would be singing Ugh. oh my god you always knew when they came in because they were fucking singing but at the same time you're so drunk at that point you're just like alright I'll sing too <laughs> okay we'll sing <laughs> why the fuck not Ed <laughs> um, uh, I think if you're looking for that posse find a group somewhere within your college because uh, it's like I don't know where you go to college, uh, but most places will have a ton of different groups, like within your interests, of people that, you, and also, you know, like kind of look out for the party people a little bit. You know, yeah. think about which groups, because if you're the type of person who likes to go out and party, look for the type of group is going to, you're not going to get that in the French club. No. Probably. No. You know, so like, kind of think about like, and, uh, and definitely don't join a frat. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. 
Like that, <laughs> there, there are. You can find people. There are you free can, ways to make friends. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely free ways. Uh, so don't don't do that. Oh and man! Even though I had, a, I had a couple of friends, a couple of pretty good friends in college that were in frats, but we constantly gave them shit for it and constantly made fun of them oh, yeah. uh, because they deserved it. Uh, and any time I actually went to, like, frat parties are the most disgusting parties I've ever been to in my life. Oh, man. Like, they were, <laughs> oh, they were the, there was a, uh, a frat on campus called the Betas, and they were the, like, they were known, like, openly known as the rape frat. We had the Alpha Chi. There you go. They were the rape frat. Yeah, there's yep. always the rape frat, you know. And the it, other ones are just like, yeah, I mean, they're not as rapey. <laughs> They're fine, you know. <laughs> they're good. Like they're they're okay. There's one or two bad eggs. Yeah. But Beta was, I mean, it was our their goal was to rape. Yeah. Uh, and who knows if it's different now? I do know that they got their charter revoked at one point. Uh, and they just get they just pay and they give it back to them. Yeah. That's what happened at our school. I went. I was. I was going to say that like a great place to meet if you're in a dorm. Like it's actually it's a weird experience. But if you're not in a dorm this year, if there's any like hang out with people that hang out at dorms because it's yeah. a great way to meet people. And mm-hmm. we I lived with four or three other girls, and they were all like sorority girls. So I was in like the honors dorm, mm-hmm. and my like two of them were really weird sorority girls like still having a good time and one of them had an older brother that was in a frat so when i first went there i was like i can't just hang out with my brother i'll go hang out with you guys too and so i went to a frat party and this was you know me plus 125 pounds and just like short like i just looked really bad (laughs) and i showed up at this party and i didn't have a car there or anything and i got tanked especially like it was such a weird experience because it was like as the fat girl that came with a bunch of like the hot girls, they got me wasted, took the girls away from me. And then I just found myself like I, I was doing like the ice shots or whatever when they like pour a shots down a block oh, of yeah. ice into my mouth and they kept making me take more. And then finally I realized that like my friends were all hooking up with dudes in other rooms and they were just kind of like making fun of how wasted the young fat girl was. And I just remember it was the first time I'd ever really gotten to know Ed because I knew that he lived close by and I didn't really know exactly where it was. And I called him and I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bother you. Would you mind coming to get me? (laughs) I was like, I don't know where I am. And he he never had a car. He just like, he walked over with like big sandals, big dude. And he's just like, (laughs) Jackie! And I was like, and then all these guys got all pissed off. He's like, I'm not fucking talking to you. You come with me. And from the round table of gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, this is how many years ago? It was like eight years ago. But it's like something about like, especially when you find yourself in a weird situation when you first go to college, like at a party or shit like that, where it's like the second you feel like I shouldn't be here anymore, if you're wasted, call, even if it's somebody you got their number in class, you know, it's like someone that like you worked on a project with, call them and be like, dude, and then it's like, that's how you become friends. Yeah, it really is. You know? Like, don't do it every time. No, yeah, no, no, Don't no. To, like, get wasted and then have that go-to, because then they're going to get annoyed with you. They're just not going to answer your phone. Yeah. Phone, your phone calls. Yeah, just, comes like, hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is weird, but come on. Yeah, you please. Because people tend to bond over things like that, yeah. strangely enough. Who knows why? Uh, but I mean, because I guess it's because it's sort of a, a 
I guess, dangerous, and I wouldn't say dangerous situation, but an odd situation, kind yeah. of a tense situation. And yeah. People tend to bond over things like that. I mean, don't, like, make it happen. No, or no, Or anything no. like that. Like, don't go out with the plan of, okay, I'm going to get wasted tonight, and then I'm going to call Jerry. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, no one's called Jerry anymore. Yeah. Why did I say Jerry? <laughs> I'm going to go out, and I'm going to call... Uh, Paula. <laughs> Is Paula good? Paula. Uh, what are kids called these days? Uh, Hunter. Hunter, yeah, yeah. Go. I was going to say Knickerbocker, but well, that's, that's not. Also, <laughs> you're bad at this. <laughs> you're really bad at this. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and uh, this, guy, this guy also says that he's uncomfortable in large crowds. Don't think of it as a large crowd. Think of it as a bunch of small groups. Because that's really what a party is. That's all it is. Because you're just talking to a few people. You're sta- it's circles of people, mm-hmm. and you like weave in and out of the circles. Unless yeah. you're all like grinding on each other, and people are like <laughs> hooking up. Then it's like, well, yeah, no, don't yeah. go near that unless you're doing that. But I'm uh, a really social guy, so I at parties I tend to just jump from one group to the next. It's like, hey, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? And just kind of jump around talking to people, uh, even if like you're not really saying much or anything like that, you know, because I mean, this guy sounds like, you know, pretty smart and he does have, of course, I mean, he says he, he you know, fucking hanging out with friends and groups no larger than 10. Just think of it like that. Yeah. There's just like there are groups of no more and really at parties is groups of no more than like fucking four or five people. Talking at each other. Yeah, just fucking drunk talking. Well, especially when I would find myself in, like, the big parties where, like, everybody knew everybody and I didn't really know anyone. The second I was in one of those clumps and I found myself getting weird and, like, mm. uncomfortable, you just fucking turn around and talk to somebody else. Yeah. And it's like, it's like the second you're just like, oh, man, I'm not being cool enough to talk to these guys. It's like... I'm cool with some people. I'm going to go find somebody I'm cool with and I'll talk to them, make me feel good about myself. And that's, I, I think, even if it's just like stupidly enough, it's like complimenting someone or like, like, dude, man, good hat. <laughs> I've started a few conversations like that just with people I don't know. Yeah. You just got to like fight the fear, like mm-hmm. throw it out. What's the worst that can happen? Nothing. By talking to somebody. Yeah. And they could deck you in the face. Yeah, but uh, this guy doesn't sound like he's going around doing no. dicky things. Frank sounds pretty great. Yeah, Frank <laughs> sounds awesome. You see, he's either playing bartender or packing the bunk. Who doesn't like that that's guy? All, I mean, that sounds that's a great way to make friends that's at a party, That's kind of the perfect man. way to do it. You fucking <laughs> bring in the bong, you start packing the bong. People's just like, and you're just, and you give it away. Yeah. You know, you don't ask for anyone else. Like, you give away greens to someone. You're like, hey, man, I don't know you. You want greens? Yeah. Great Maybe way not to meet somebody. Yeah, not even a uh, bong's a bit much for a party. Yeah, Get yourself a, a nice little pipe. Yeah, just like a real, real nice little pipe, and that's that's gonna work out very well for you. In uh, that way, you know, yeah, you know, fucking get greens, and then maybe get into a good circle, uh, and then everyone's just kind of passing around, and then you know, and then everyone's stoned, and you know, you can go from there. That was always like the thing in our parties where it's like you knew you were the cool kid when you went into the room with everybody mm-hmm. else and it's like you know what everyone's doing in there <laughs> you know it's like everyone would like smoke weed in one room just to kind of you know you don't ever really want to keep it out and open in yeah. a huge party but then you slowly get to know those people yeah you watch them come out and you're like these are the people i need to talk to if i want to get in that room i need to get to know those people yeah <laughs> man the funniest weed room situation we ever had in uh, our house is uh, that house I lived there with my cousin. 
who we're like a year apart is you know he's the closest you know besides my brothers he's like he's my third brother yeah uh and you know we finish each other's sentences we know each other that well uh but he didn't actually really like the parties all that much i didn't find this out until after college that he hated actually hated having the party he i don't know like he just said he hated because he hated the the college radio kids because he's you know a fucking amazing he's a genuine person always has been kind of shy uh like his you know he listens to all uh, pretty much exclusively waylon jennings uh i like them you'd love (laughs) you would love this guy you would love him so much he's just the i'm trying i've been trying to get him up to new york for years uh but uh in his room one night we uh, were having a party and it was one of those huge ones and a uh, like a major drug dealer decided to show up like a fucking dude that was thinking like I'm gonna pay my rent tonight Ooh. and so like James comes up to me like frantic and he's like dude 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 okay there's something going on in my room right now that has to stop this has to stop <laughs> and I was like what is he he's like come here and we go into the room and there is this guy at his at my cousin's desk and he has a mound of weed more weed than i had ever seen well, well, it was just weed actually no i take that back i had definitely seen more weed at that point <laughs> I, had, I hung out with some really shady people in high school uh <laughs> and like actually college was like my clean time it yeah. was when i like started hanging out with nice folk uh, high school was when shit was really yeah, shady. I, yeah, I, I I had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. That's another one of those times where I'm just like, I don't know how I got out of that. Okay. Yeah. But me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I got shady sometimes. Uh, but just this huge fucking mound of weed, and I was like, man. You got to get out of here. Like, that's too much weed if the cops come in right now. And and his room was right near the door. So if the cops would have come in, it would have been over. We're going to jail. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it belongs to that guy. It's in our house. We're fucking going to jail. Uh, So that... That was a weird one, but that was really the only time that things got weird in that house. There was only one time uh, we got, only got busted once, and we had parties there for two years. Wow! Uh, and there were huge parties. Uh, this is the only time we got busted was we decided to do a six kegger. We've been planning this party for months. Uh, oh man! Once you get past like four, yeah. then you're just like, oh man! Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, I mean, in, in this house, it, it was a two-bedroom house, pretty small. There was probably fucking 400 people there. Uh, they were, uh, we had an empty lot next to our house and a parking lot across. There were people in the lot, people in the parking lot. Like, it was just fucking insane. Like, my band played, like, we played a show downstairs in our basement. It was a fucking fantastic party. Over way too soon. It was about 1 a.m. when I don't even think we had the cops called on us, I think. The cops they just, just saw it. <laughs> yeah, they just saw it, and uh, and we're getting everybody out of there. The cops aren't, you know, writing any tickets. We're just fucking getting everyone out. They're like, "All right, drunk people, go drive." Wow, <laughs> get out of here right now! Don't take time to find like a uh, someone who's sober. You just get in your cars right now, and oh. you get the. That was Lubbock rules. Oh, like wow. they just wanted to break up parties as fast as possible and put all of the these fucking drunk kids out on the road. Man, Tallahassee was the opposite, where they busted parties all the time for underage drinkers mm-hmm. because, and they would just write tickets, write tickets, write tickets, and just that's where they made all of their money was yeah. underage drinking. They never wrote. I never was at a party where they wrote tickets for underage drinking. Oh, man. Of course. You know, we did run a lot of the time. We did a lot of running. That or if they don't, like, good rule, if you are underage drinking, make sure that if you see a cop come in, 
put the beer down. Immediately. If they see you with the beer, they can give you a ticket. If they don't, if you're just at the party, no mm-hmm. beer in your hand, even if the beer is next to you on the floor, get the beer out of your hand as fast as possible. Immediately. <laughs> yes. That is very, very good advice. Uh, and so... Uh, this uh like the cop was kind of like he was being a little gruff but being okay and my fucking friend rocky i can't believe he fucking did this he was smoking a cigarette and he flicked the cigarette in the cop's face why would you do that why would you do that why would you do that why <laughs> you fucking idiot <laughs> and God. the cop cuz he's like did you fucking flick a cigarette in my face and he just goes <laughs> no Ugh, and he's like fucking get the hell out of here in retrospect, he was kind of a jackass. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was kind of like, why Why would you do that? Like, yeah. that was the n- most dickish thing He didn't even arrest him or anything? No. No, yeah, too many people to deal with, I suppose. Yeah. I'm just like, you fucking idiot. Because anything could happen. They I could have been arrested They could have arrested him. They could have just made up a charge, especially yeah. with kids that are drinking. It's like, they would have just made fucking something up. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely could have. But I think the weirdest party that I went to in high school, it happened in a hot tub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to tell my story. Yeah, I forgot yeah, our preview it, stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it happened in a hot tub where it was just this kind of weird thing where there was only like a few of us and it was freezing cold outside. And so, but we all decided to get into the hot tub at this uh, fucking apartment complex. And there's like ten of us around, and they're all everyone's talking about Star Wars trivia. And end up hooking ha- up with this uh, punk girl, and which was fucking great. And we went back to my place, and it wasn't necessarily the party itself that was weird, but more the aftermath. Yeah. Is that, like, we went back to my place, and I'd been wearing a wet swimsuit the entire time. Ah, chafing. Uh, Yeah, and then we, you know, we ended up fucking, and then the next morning, I woke up, and I was naked, and I looked down, and there was just this huge rash. Oh, oh, like, oh, it was oh. from the suit. Yeah, but oh, okay. I thought herpes. Yeah, of course. I got herpes and she thought herpes. I'm like, I don't have herpes. Do you have herpes? She's like, no, of course I don't fucking have herpes. I was like, swimsuit. Swimsuit. It's swimsuit. The swi- it's <laughs> the swimsuit. But still the most terrifying minute and a half of your probably fucking life. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was so fucking scary. Uh, but that was probably the weirdest aftermath of a party. Because, you know, we didn't really get weird at parties much. We yeah. just got wasted. There was a time when a friend of mine uh, just started eating styrofoam. He was uh, a weird, he's a weird guy. Yeah. Uh, Seems like you know a lot of those, Marcus. I know a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was a weird guy, and then he just started eating styrofoam. No prompting from anybody at all. He just started eating styrofoam, and then he pissed into a champagne flute and drank it. So he got laid that night. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. He never got oh, laid. That is so... It's like, don't ever be that weird for the sake of being weird, unless you're hanging out with like your three best dude friends sitting in the living room, which is not okay. Yeah. Never do that in front of all those people. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be the weird guy. No. If or wanna... be the too drunk guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was that guy a couple times. I mean, everyone has been. <laughs> yeah. We've all been that at one point. So your story has to do with... Uh... A sex show. Uh, we used to do... <laughs> <laughs> we used to do um, Murder for Seasons Perform at the only gay bar in Tallahassee. It's called Brothers. And Great they... name for a gay bar. Yeah. And they had um, sex shows there that they would like block off... 
the, they would be like a private event so the cops couldn't bust them because technically what they were doing was legal even though they were still selling liquor and mm-hmm. still acting like a bar and anyone could go to the sex show. <laughs> and I went with one of my weird sorority girl roommates and we went in there and it was one of those places that like I've known like 15 people that have gotten roofied there. Mm-hmm. It's just like one of those dingy fucking ass. Pla- like it is dingy. Yeah. Especially in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh. And it's like the creatures that would come in there. And it's like they <laughs> – and so they always had – like I went to go see a Drag King show. Mm. And so the show was really awesome. And then all of a sudden they, they're like, we're bringing in a horse. <laughs> like what do you mean you're bringing in a horse? And then they brought in a horse. And they brought a horse in through the front door, and like the bartender's like, "You gotta get this fucking horse out of here." <laughs> She's like, "Nothing with a horse." I don't know. They're like, "Like I don't know what his name was." I was also gonna say Jerry, but I guess another bartender had let them have a horse in there for doing <laughs> there random was, things. There was too. precedent for the horse. Yes, <laughs> Jerry, let us have the horse. And I was talking to the bartender, who her name was Devin, and she was. Hot. She was very, very attractive. In fact, all of the guys in Murderfist wanted to bang her hard. She was like, it's a rough kind of girl, you know, she's like short hair, and she you know, always made us like special fun drinks and shit like that. And she was like, I ain't staying around for this shit. She's like, I'm getting out of here. Are you coming with me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and like, as we were leaving, this guy threw Coke up in the air, and the Coke got all over us, and she just started like licking my face. And I was like, Oh, um, I don't know. And then the horses fucking neigh, and they start like putting shit inside of the horse. And oh, I was like, God. we should like call somebody. I don't know if we should be. And I was like, I was so, I was so drunk and so new to all of that stuff. Yeah. And especially like everyone was naked. So you were and people freshman. Started, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so, in other words, uh, Frank, if you think that the situations you're in are uncomfortable. <laughs> Just I, think about Jackie and the horse. I was just like, I, where am I? <laughs> You're in Florida. That's yeah, where exactly. You are. I'm in fucking Florida. And then we went to, back to her house, and I had my first lesbian experience. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have to say, all in all, even with including the experience, was the one of the weirder nights I've ever had. In my yeah. Life. No, that sounds like it. I've never had a night that even approaches that. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Well, we have time for one more question. Okay. All right. Uh, this is uh, from a guy. What are we going to call him? Um, Lorenzo. <laughs> Why are you always going with an Italian name? I don't know. Lorenzo. It's kind of sexy. Oh, yeah. All right. Long-time listener, or hi, Marcus and Jackie. Long-time listener, first-time writer. I have a serious question regarding a particular situation with an ex-girlfriend. We had been together just under a year and a half. She broke it off with me about seven months ago. I was in love, and I don't think she was. Long story short, these past seven months have been difficult, and my feelings for her haven't really abated. A couple days ago, she contacts me to let me know that she is seeing someone else and is happy. I acted like an adult and told her I was happy for her. This someone happens to be a co-worker of mine. My question regards, what am I supposed to take away from what she told me? I think I reacted like an adult, but I'm worried about my actions when I encounter this coworker. Has anything like this ever happened to either of you? Confused 30-year-old boy, Lorenzo. Lorenzo. 
Oh, this is a toughie. This is a, real, this is a real hard one. <laughs> I've been thinking this, about this, this for su- days. I'm sorry, dude. This sucks so much. Yeah, man. It's. It, I think you handle that perfectly. Yeah. I I, I want to. In fact, maybe a little too well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that it's probably something that's going to come out when you said you're worried about how you're going to deal with the coworker. It'll probably come out there. Yeah. It, how you actually feel about this because it's something that you can't hide. I I don't want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I do say that means that she respects you and cares about you at least enough to call you mm-hmm. to tell you that that was what was happening. Because most girls are bitches and they'd be like, I can't <laughs> wait for him to see me. So at least she's still like, she's not a terrible person. Yeah. But of course you're still in love with her, so you fucking know that. Mm. Um, that it's time to start moving on. That's yeah. what that means. I think that what you have to take from that phone call is... I've never, honestly, I've never had this happen to me before. I went through it in a really, I've talked about this before, like when uh, I had my, like my only real series, but I've had people leave me before and I'm like, oh God, but it's just because we were doing a bunch of drugs. So I thought that I loved them, (laughs) but I didn't really love them. But you were with her for a long time. And I did this to Doug. Like Mm -hmm. when we broke up, I, he was the one in your situation and I watched him go through it. And like, even in talking to him now, you know, there's something like he was starting to finally move on when we got back together. But it, you see a relationship ending and there's a grieving process. Yeah. I think that it's something that, like, you are allowed to grieve because it's the ending of an era of your life. And that you don't you don't have that feeling for that person. Like, that feeling just has to dissipate, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And you can still care for them, but feeling like you're still in love with them is something that now you need to understand that it's not going, you guys aren't going to get back together. Yeah. And I feel like up until this phone call, there was probably always that hope in the back of your mind. I don't know, I don't know how you guys broke up. I don't know exactly what happened between you both. But then when she's not with someone else, you're like, oh, well, we could always get back together. And there's always that. But now you're not. Mm-hmm. It's and just it's, not going to happen. It's just not going to happen, and it's time to start healing. You know, the wound has been open for so long, and I think that you've appropriately grieved. The fact that she called you, obviously you weren't being a dick to her afterwards. You were just upset. And now it's time to find somebody else, or not, or deal with you, or hang out. And, like, I feel like when you spend so much time still being in love with someone that doesn't love you back, that's so much energy that is sapped from you that you're not thinking about yourself. You're only thinking about her. And now it's time to start thinking about yourself. You know, do something to better yourself that you've always wanted to do. And that's also a great way to meet other people as well you know to get your mind away from her and to really focus on you mm-hmm. and then because no one you can't move on until you are good with you again yeah and i've i have been through a, a similar situation not yeah. anything exactly like this uh but the uh, girl that i dated in college uh for about a year something like that i broke up with her during a you know, uh, manic phase. Uh, and then when I went to the depressive phase, I wanted her back uh, after I'd completely destroyed the relationship. It's yeah. uh, like I said, it's not the same, but it's somewhat similar. It's like this one was completely my fault uh, and she wouldn't take me back. And with good reason. Yeah. Like I had, I acted 
horribly. I've never acted this badly What'd to you a, do? a woman. Oh, man. It was just a back and forth type thing. Don't want to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah. good. You don't need it's to not, it. It's not very interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell you the honest truth. It's, you know, it's not. It was mostly just emotionally. Yeah. It was just treating it badly emotionally. I didn't do anything uh, actively. It was just being. It was just being a prick. Yeah. For the most part. And then when I wanted her back, she wouldn't take me back uh, at all. And it was fucking horrific uh. you know, after it happened. Because it happened in, actually, shit, I can say eight years ago, or how many years ago? Eight years ago, Thursday. Wow. Uh, Valentine's eight, Day? Yeah, yeah. We broke up on Valentine's Day. Uh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, eight years ago this Thursday. Jesus fucking Christ. You well, old. <laughs> and I'm thirty as well. This <laughs> happened when I was twenty two. Uh I think it's great though the fact that you're acknowledging that I, there's something about people that are like, I'm not still in love with her. Uh, I'm not. Uh, mm. That that is where I think it becomes a problem. It's like, of course you're still in love with her. Of course, you know, it's like they, that's someone that, I don't know if it was your first long-term relationship. But it was. It's, yeah. you, of course, exactly. So you you're, you feel that way for them because you had never felt that way for anyone before. Yeah. But it's, I don't believe in one love for everyone. I think that no. like, it's all like, a time in your life and now you can just put that time to rest mm -hmm. and start being 30. Yeah. Like Mark is having a weird time with it, but <laughs> I, and after, uh, after the breakup, which that was the last three months, of my college career, like my last semester in college was a fucking nightmare. Uh, and then I continued to pine over her for about a year. I'd say yeah. like for at least a year after that, I thought where I thought about her every single day uh, and maybe even longer. Yeah. And she moved up to New York not too long after I did. Uh, and I would think like every single day, like, am I going to run into her today? Am I going to run into her? What's it? When's it going to happen? Where is she going to be? You know, I want to run into her. I want to see her. I want her back. Uh, and then eventually that feeling just went away. After a while, uh, I because mostly because I found another person. Like I finally found someone that I really that I felt as strongly about uh, this new girl as I did about you know the one before. Yeah. Uh, and then of course about when I was with this other girl for about a year, I ran into my old girlfriend on the street, my ex girlfriend, like on the street, and it was weird. Did it screw you up? It fucked me up. Yeah. Like it was it was really really fucking weird like i got all these old emotions came back uh and it was and everything that i've been thinking for those like you know that year year and a half that i pined for like that all of that came flooding back all at once and then but then i went home to the girl i was dating at the time and everything was fine again uh, it was like, oh, no, I'm with her. I'm much happier with her. There was a reason why we broke up in the first place. Right. You know, there was a reason why I ended that relationship. Uh, and I think I just wanted to get back to her, back with her because I was lonely and because I, you know, was pining for the relationship that could have been rather than the relationship that it was. Right. Uh, which are two. And you look at it through rose-colored glasses, too. Course. And it's like, no, you exactly. There's oh, there was a reason why you broke up. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and you have to remember that mm -hmm. and don't forget it. And you also sometimes have to remember that if some, if you are on the dumping end, you know, there was a reason why she broke up with you as well. 
Right. You know, like there's, you know, and you have to accept that uh, and think about why that happened. If there was something that you did or something that you didn't do, or maybe you did nothing at all and it just wasn't the right fit. She just wasn't that she just wasn't the right person for you. And if she's not, if she doesn't believe that you're the right person for her, then she's not the right person for you. Right. It's it's just a, a, give and take on that situation. You know, both people have to be into it. Uh, and if they're not, then it's just not going to happen. It wasn't meant to happen. Right. So, I mean, I will, so I'll say you might have a long road ahead of you. You know, it's hard to, you can't force those feelings out of yourself. You can't, like, it's, it's so hard to, to expunge those. Uh, and, and I'm also not going to say that, uh, you're going to have to find another girl because I'm not you. You're right. different from who I am. We're two completely different people. So my situation is not going to be the same as your situation. It's going to be, you know, we, you know, anything that me and Jackie feel is going to be different from what any of you people out there, any of you listeners from what you feel. So, you know, don't, don't listen to us and think that what we went through is what you're going to go through, or what you are going through. Remember that you are your own person yeah. and you're going to go through things how you do it. So remember that and figure that out. And that's an important thing. That's a very important thing to know about yourself is how you deal with things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I say. I mean, I say it sucks and it's been, it might continue to suck, but it's. But now Lorenzo, you got to do you. Yeah, man. You do you, man. And that's kind of, it's, exciting it we i mean it's terrible and it sucks i know (laughs) but if you see it like if you try and put that spin on it of like man i can do whatever the fuck i want now you Mm. know it's like empower yourself with the fact that like since she's moved on you can move on you know and even though it hurts and you're always going to think about her for a while at Mm -hmm. least you know just think about all of the things that you can do for yourself now which is kind of fun. Yeah. And as far as the coworker goes, oh, yeah. sounds like that you don't have a lot of interaction with this yeah, coworker. Yeah, or else you probably would have yeah. known unless this is really recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you don't have a whole lot of interaction with him. So I would say be cordial, but avoid him. Keep it to a minimum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah keep because it to an absolute minimum. If you, and like, I don't know if you ever hang out with him in a drinking situation or anything like that. Oh, that's a bad idea. That, that is a bad idea. Yeah. Because you will say all of those things. <laughs> and... That's never. I good. loved her. Yeah, I love her. You don't love her like first. I <laughs> Which I have watched an ex-boyfriend do that, meaning Doug at the time. Um, so, and that's hard to yeah. watch. Yeah, and I did run into that girl with her like pretty recently after we broke up. Like it was, we broke in February, and it was that summer when she got together with uh, another dude and all of my friends said that like man this guy is the biggest douchebag in the world he is you if you were a douchebag I'm like that made me feel good (laughs) Uh, but uh, there was a show this band called The Advantage who is a fucking awesome band who covers Nintendo songs Uh, they're lame dude they're super fucking cool (laughs) they're great I love them but she knew I was gonna be at that show yeah Uh, like knew 100% because she knew how much I loved that band uh, but she shows up at the show with this douchebag all, all over him, like yeah. just completely all over this dude. And it was one of the, I didn't, and I didn't know there, I didn't think I, they were going to be there. I thought I'm free, you know, yeah. I'm cool on this one. I can just go and hang out with my friends and it'll be fine. And I was That's also, a bitch move. and I was also living at home at the time. 
going through the worst depression. So I and I was expecting to go out. It's like, all right, I'm going to drive to Lubbock. I'm going to see this show. I'm going to stay with my friends and just going to forget about everything. And then I I go to the bar and then I turn to my right and she's like right there and they've got like their arms around each other like looking at the stage. She's like, "Oh, hey." I'm like, "Get out of here." <laughs> you knew I was right here in front yeah. of you. Like right fucking here. Uh, and that destroyed me. Yeah. So, and the, just no, seeing her with another, with this other dude, and he looked like a douchebag. He was wearing a long sleeve shirt that was like a big American flag, but he was wearing it ironically. <laughs> like you fucking, I yeah. love America. <laughs> I love America, and you are making a mockery. You fucking, you fucking <laughs> Taliban. Oh well, I, I know this was Texas, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I also say be prepared to maybe see them together. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's something that you're just going to have to, it might, it might fucking happen. Uh, and maybe in the most unexpected place. So prepare for that. And also you should feel real lucky that she called you because that probably wasn't even, that wasn't, that was probably a very scary conversation yeah. for her to call you to tell you that. But the fact that like, you're obviously that good of a dude that like, I've done that to people where I have a new guy and I'm just like, like, yeah, fuck you I because I'm shitty. <laughs> but, you know, it seems like at least she was trying to be like, you are a good person yeah. and I just need you to know that, mm. you know. So that's you could t- definitely take solace in that. Yeah. And that almost makes it worse. Yeah, but yeah. don't think about that. I'm trying to be positive here. I know. I know. I'm just acknowledging <laughs> the type know. of shit that this guy is probably of feeling, course. you know. It's like because if she was a bitch then it would make it easier easier, i know Uh, because that helped me get over that yeah during the or at least get over like the uh that first initial hump it's like okay that's the type of fucking girl she is all right fuck that i don't need that shit you know so i that helped me get over my initial hump and also what kind of started to bring me out of my depression is just like all right fuck it i'm moving on even though i think about her and that's the thing it's possible to move on yet still think about her yeah and that's because you can't control your... We know more than anyone is that you can't control no. your brain. You can't control what thoughts pop into your head. You just have to move past them yeah. and not dwell on them. And also don't, you know, don't keep it as something that, like, leave it at the door. Yeah. You feel it in the morning or if you feel it like somewhere, I feel like you can even look through, walking through a literal door saying, like, I'm leaving it there. I'm leaving it in that room over mm-hmm. there. I'm not... This isn't fucking with me today. <laughs> Not today. You know, and it's like the more days you have like that, that like you're empowering yourself, eventually it won't be every day anymore. Yeah. You know, you just got to fucking leave her. Just fucking do it, man. Leave Hell her. Yeah. Leave you her can fucking on. do this. You can do it, yeah! man. <laughs> all right. Well, fucking hey, great episode. We got those a uh, question that we didn't get to this you week. You put a seal guarantee on this. I, we were going to get to all three of the questions. Uh, no, no, no. I put a guarantee that we would get to questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, we just love talking about partying so much. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit fucking, about partying. Yeah, so we got we got another question that we'll save until next week. Uh, but if you have any questions, remember cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Uh, even if it's something just fucking absolutely horrible. Hell yeah, we'll we talk about we it, We won't use your name. No. You know, it'll, it'll be totally fine. So just no matter how bad or even how trivial, just... Like email us, capecomedyradio at gmail.com, and we will be happy to answer it. Hell yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye, folks.